Hello and welcome to another episode of the Major Journey Podcast. This week we have a special guest who is the CEO of Calican Media, a cannabis marketing agency based in Los Angeles, California and Tel Aviv, Israel. Always on the cutting edge of technology and the newest compliance regulations, Calican specializes in not only bringing brands to the forefront through compliant marketing, but more importantly, they also help you process payments without having to worry about getting shut down at any moment. Today's guest is also the host of the Dank Discussions podcast, which showcases cannabis entrepreneurs and influencers and documents their journey within the ever-evolving cannabis industry. Without further ado, Maynard Breslow, welcome to the show. Mike, you're the man. Thank you so much. Thanks for the kind introduction. Um, very nice. Thank you. Anytime, man. Thank you for all the work that you do in the space and how you're helping to move the needle forward for everybody. So if you could just kind of take us back to what really made you gravitate towards cannabis, because everybody has a really interesting way of getting into the space. So what was that story or what was that journey like for you? Oh, man, you know, I mean, you know, obviously now in the working in the cannabis industry, you know, with marketing, but it, I mean, it goes way far back, right? I mean, uh, all the way back to uh, 420 in 2002, you know, today is a, it's a March 18th, right? So it's about to be what the, uh, the 20, uh, the 19 year anniversary, right? Of my relationship with cannabis, you know, but uh, you know, for me, um, I was always kind of, uh, I was diagnosed early on with, uh, with ADHD, um, I was on Ritalin's from the time that I was six years old. Mm. Um, and it really messed with me a lot. You know, I mean, uh, I had, a, you know, side effects, eating, not being able to eat, not being able to sleep, all that fun stuff. Um, but at least my, uh, my teachers were happy, you know, <laughs> that I wasn't running around going crazy. Um, but, you know, as I got older, it was uh, something that, you know, you don't necessarily, when you're 15 years old, 16 years old, have the, uh, the wherewithal, the the self-awareness to maybe see what's really going on from a bigger picture, right? You know, now I can kind of look back and see, but um, I was definitely rebelling against kind of that medication and stuff um, and didn't want to take any more, but I still needed help, right? I still needed like something to slow down my brain. Uh, my brain always works at like a hundred miles a minute, you know, and uh, I have so much going on and uh, it was something that would actually help me focus, right? To help me like, okay, zone in and chill out and go in on something. Um, so um, use that, you know, uh, basically growing up, you know, is, uh, is my main uh, kind of means, I guess, you know, people call it self-medication, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, for me now, looking back, it, it was a form of medication, you know, so that's basically what was my intro for that. Um, and, uh, you know, my journey then carried me to uh, entrepreneurship um, pretty quickly on, you know, a year into kind of uh, smoking and uh, thinking, hey, why don't I, uh, why don't I sell this stuff? You know what I mean? This is, a uh, something that, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, have that benefit. And, uh, so I kind of, uh, found somebody who, you know, I remember the people that I got it from were graduating. So I'm like, Oh, great. So, I mean, all these, we can be like, you know, those dudes, you know, so junior year kind of stepped in that role. Sorry, mom, sorry, dad, you know, and, uh, you know, now call it, you know, entrepreneurship purveyor <laughs> of, uh, of said cannabis, you know, um, street distributor, if you want to be cool about it, you know, and then kind of turning into a broker, you know, and uh, going up to Humboldt and uh, myself and my and my partner and going up and coming down with the trunk, uh, not full, but, you know, it started uh, gaining more weight every time that we went up there, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, and 
you know, kind of moving that, you know, and uh, so uh, that was that was a, a fun journey as well. Um, and uh, and yeah, that, that was basically my, my introduction to cannabis, my love for for cannabis, for sure. So how did you go from that to Calican? I'd love to hear that transition because there's a big difference between moving up and down from Humboldt and now doing this. For sure, for sure, no doubt about it. So, I mean, uh, at that time, right, I always wanted to go to med school and everything like that. And um, going back and forth to whatever else, in the end, I got into med school. I got into UC Irvine med school. And uh, then I took a trip actually to Israel where, where I spend, uh, where our home base is now, right? We go back and forth between Israel and, and, and LA, which are not too bad shakes. You know, we got the beach right next to us right here in both spots, you know? So, um, but um, that being said, um, yeah, I, I decided when I came to Israel, I was on birthright, right? You know, they, they send these uh, group of 40 Jewish kids who never been to Israel and get them all together from across, you know, across the world and uh, stick them on a bus and uh, go on this journey. And by that point, I'd already um, become more spiritually aware. I was always in the kind of spirituality. I grew up like, you know, grew up Jewish, but not really like religious or anything like that. And, um, you know, growing up going to ashrams and my parents were very spiritually based and all these kind of things. So I grew up with this kind of stuff. Um, but around the end of uh, my time at UC Irvine, I started uh, kind of like looking at my own backyard that a lot of antecedent anti-Semitism. I'm going a little around, but mm. we will link up, you know, in the end, um, you know, had to face a lot of anti-Semitism on campus and it kind of started waking me up and face some other things that kind of started waking me up around my own uh, uh, spirituality and my own kind of uh, faith that, uh, that was always in my backyard. I was always seeking and looking and philosophy and, and other religions and other things. And then I finally, you know, started finding it here in my own backyard with Judaism. So when I came to Israel for the first time, I remember first time I ever went to Jerusalem, I went to the Kotel, right, the, the Western Wall, and I was sitting there, and by this point, like I said, I'd already, um, you know, taken on a more kind of religious path in it and spiritual path in it, and I remember sitting there and, and praying, and I decided at that point I wasn't going to go to med school, you know, I decided at that point that this wasn't what I wanted to do, I'd always wanted to go to med school, and I wanted to help people, and I want to be a doctor, but I also wanted to be an entrepreneur and I thought that being a doctor would have been a good path to an entrepreneur because I always knew that I would need capital. I always knew that I would, you know, that I didn't have, uh, you know, mom and dad to help me out or anything like that. And they've always supported me in everything I do. They're amazing. But it wasn't like they were going to be able to, to write checks out for me and everything like that. So, um, you know, knew I would need some capital. So I thought, oh, I'll be a doctor for a decade and then I can go and do what I want to do. You know what I mean? I was like, that was so backwards. I was thinking, you know, and I was praying. I'm like, so I, I'm not going to go to med school. You know, I'm not going to go. I'm this summer here before I'm about to go in. And uh, so I said, all right, so what am I going to do then? You know, so then what's what's the what's the path then? I'm not going to be a bum. You know, I got to do something, you know, and I have uh, high expectations for myself and uh, and everything. So. I thought, man, tech is, this is back in 2012, 2013, right? I'm like, tech is really big right now. You know, this is already a couple, only a couple years after the iPhone got released, you know, and apps and everything like this. And I'm like, this is not going anywhere. You know, I need to be in something that's tech related. That's, that's, uh, that's digital related yeah. um, and going into this. And uh, I basically, instead of going to med school, I went home and started teaching myself how to code, you know, teaching myself how to code and uh, learning some, uh, some Python, you know, cool. And, um, 
and uh, and doing that and starting to make websites for people and starting to do this and do a little freelance and that kind of stuff. Um, and then long story short, ended up that, you know, had, had some ups and downs with that as well, had a failed app, had this, that, the other thing. And I decided when I was dealing with one of the app companies that we were working with, I was like, these guys suck, man. Their communication sucks. Like this is horrible experience. You know, I'm like, if this is how I feel, I wonder how many, how many other people feel like this, you know? And I was like, I want to build like an agency that's for integrity. You know, I want to build an agency that's like for people that have gone fucked over you know, in the past and who are maybe scared of getting back in and, oh my gosh, I paid somebody to do this and they, they gave me, they delivered something that was horrible or they, they took my money and then disappeared or they gave me something and they wouldn't return my calls afterwards or I needed help with something. And they, none of, you know, you hear this stuff all the time. Yeah. And I was one of those people, you know? So I was like, man, I have these skills, you know, might as well start doing it myself, you know? And about that time, you know, uh, um, one of my rabbis I'm connected to was like, you should go to Israel, right? I was dealing with something personally and it's like, you should go to Israel. You have a big blessing waiting there for you, but you got to go there and get it. Right. And then at the, that very week that he told me that I saw like an ad for like a Tel Aviv coding course in JavaScript. Right. And uh, decided to come out here to Tel Aviv and uh, they had coding course and had digital marketing stuff and everything like that. And uh, really went in deep on that. And, um, Started our small agency, you know, doing a lot of work myself, a couple of people that were in the class as well. And uh, we're um, doing some good stuff, um, hiring some other people, but mostly doing the work myself. Um, and we started focusing on um, accountants, right? And trying to bring accountants, business, helping them lead generation and helping their digital um, presence and everything going on with that. And um, it was uh, it was a little difficult because I felt like I was more passionate about their own marketing than they were. Right. I mean, I have accountants. I have friends who are accountants and great people. I don't get it. My brain doesn't work like that. You know, what I mean, I can never be an accountant. Like, I'm grateful that there's people that I can mm-hmm. pay to do all that stuff for me now and everything. But, you know, when we're talking to the accountants. They was like they like hated sometimes hated what they were doing. You know, they were like so upset and they were like, listen, man, I just want to get through busy season. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, when, when busy season is over, they're like, I don't care about marketing, like whatever I'm, you know, I don't even want to think about it anymore. I only basically they work like, you know, a few months out of the year, super hard. And then the rest of you, they're just like vegging out, like trying to recover from what just happened to them, you know? So I was like, fuck man, this is like a tough (laughs) crowd, you know? And I was like, well, what do I love? You know, what do I love? You know, and now this is already here in like 2018, right? You know, and it's like, what do I love doing? You know, like, well, cannabis, you know, cannabis is great. And, you know, I know the, I know the industry, I know the people, you know, been around a long time. And I know the the personalities, it's my people, you know, it's my culture. It's, it's what I'm about, you know, and, uh, and kind of transitioning that, you know, and learning the ins and outs and learning the pain points and seeing what's going on and, and uh, and went from there, you know. So now that's uh, that's been the journey the last three years, basically. Um, you know, is uh, helping people and refining our own style, refining our own method, the Dank method, and then going from there, you know, and then uh, doing trying to do things the right way. That's incredible, man. That's one hell of a that's one hell of a journey, and you just major journey, baby. <laughs> it is it is a major journey. Um, so you just brought up the Dank method, right? And that was something that I saw 
almost instantly when I went to your website without giving away, you know, the whole, the whole shebang. Can you just break down for me? Cause I'm very interested in this. Can you kind of break down what the dank method is, what it consists of and kind of what, what most cannabis business owners would get out of applying that to their business? For sure. hundred percent. So, um, you know, I noticed that for sure, we in the industry are facing issues um, that no other industry really faces, right? So, you know, when people talk about, you know, why, listen, why do I need Calican? Why can't I just go to Fiverr? Why can't I go to this agency? They seem to do great work. Why can't I do this and that? I also people, listen, whoever you go to, do me a favor. If you come with us, that'd be great. If we're a good fit, awesome. If not, find somebody who does, who works in the cannabis industry. That's it. Like you have to find somebody who works in the cannabis industry because they get your issues and they're going to make sure not to get you in trouble and do shit that's going to, you know, later on, right? We talk about, you know, some of the issues that we face in terms of the banking, in terms of the payment processing, in terms of the, uh, the things we can say, we can say, the regulations, in terms of the, um, you know, the ads, right? People are always looking for ad spend and everything like that that goes on that, you know. Um, people, one of the main questions I get is like, you know, well, why not? I see these guys doing that guy doing it, you know, but I always wanted to do things uh, white hat as we call it, right. You know, doing things, um, you know, in the best way, the most upright way, the most, uh, with the most integrity, right. And the way that's going to be sustainable because you can do something today and it's gone tomorrow. So what, so what you put all the working for, you know, you have a spike in business, but what's going to happen long-term, you know, so we wanted to do things that were um, long-term kind of things. So develop the dank method, um, which is completely centered around the cannabis industry, uh, whether it be, you know, on the THC side, whether it be on the hemp side, um, you know, to enable everybody, uh, business owners to be able to, uh, to expand. So basically, you know, the dank method, right. is D A N C. And it's more than just a cute name. I mean, it is a cute name too, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's about, uh, design, right. Um, it's about advanced technology, right? So first of all, design is the main thing that goes into anything, right? We're working about, we're talking about online, right? I mean, I'm from LA, right? So there's, you know, what, 60% of the dispensaries out there are, you know, non-regulatory, let's just call it that, you know? And um, so maybe they don't care so much about their online presence and everything like that. But anybody who's trying to do things the right way in a compliant way, um, people go on and it's 2021 and they're going to go on and they're going to check out what you're doing before they step into the store. They're going to check out what you're doing. And, you know, people are savvy, right? You know, that's why you can get people with good packaging that are shitty products. You know, you can get somebody with, with a nice design that, that maybe doesn't have the substance to it, you know? So design is the first thing anybody's going to judge you on, right? They're going to judge me on, they're going to judge anybody on. So we always want to, uh, to put our best foot forward because people are going to judge in those first few seconds. They land on the page, how fast it's going to load, what's going to look like, you know, okay, cool. And then instantly they're like, okay, cool. This is awesome. Now we can finally start doing something with them, right? You know what I mean? We finally got that far. So that's why design's number one. Advanced technology has to do with, um, with those payment processing systems, right? Having to do with kind of the problems that we face in the industry of being able to run credit cards, being able to take payments, you know, sell our products, you know, and all that fun stuff. Um, so we have a plethora of, uh, of options, excuse me, of options, of solutions. So we basically take it upon ourselves to take that headache off of 
our clients' hands, right? Where we set them up with multiple solutions at one time. So if one goes down, we can plug one in, another one in, you know? So that's kind of that advanced technology because that's all it's changing as well. As you know, it's like one of them today may say, okay, cool. We work with, with CBD next, next tomorrow. They're saying, no, never mind, forget it. You know, and things are always changing. So we've got to always be on the front of that. And it's not necessarily our client's job to do that, right? I mean, they have a lot of stuff on their head anyways. So we want to take care of that. Um, and, and as for the newest algorithm hacks, you know, one of the main things that we saw right away was that SEO is, you know, having the great designs, awesome. But if you don't, no one knows you're there, you're on an island, doesn't matter. You know, you could have a McDonald's or an In-N-Out uh-huh. or whatever you like. And, uh, and it's, and it's, uh, what do you guys got over there? You guys are five guys, you're a five guys guy, or what are you, what are you about? Mike, what do you, what's your favorite burger place? I'll do a five guys. I'll do a five guys yeah. burger. Yeah. All right, I've so you got a five. I've had in and out before too, and and out's pretty good, man. I, I don't even want to get into you the like whole it? battle. I like Shake Shack. Oh too. man, I, I mean, like Shake listen, Shack I'm too. Shake Shack. That's what I'm saying. People love Shake Shack, you know. So um, you can have any of these great ones, right? And but they're in, you know, they're in a forest somewhere. No one can find them. What does it matter? Right. You know what I mean? How how is sales going to be? It doesn't matter how good your quality is, how what the name is, all that fun stuff. No one can find you. So that's basically, you know, when people think, uh, hey, I'm going to build a website. If you build it, they will come. And growers also think that, right? I'm going to grow it and it's, it's money's going to roll in, you know? And it's uh, it's not always like that. And things always change. And SEO is such a great tool because um, it allows the little guy to overcome the big guy, you know, over time. You know, all the big companies obviously have uh, great SEO strategies in, but it's always changing, right? The SEO strategies are always changing. Google's always altering, uh, you know, optimizing their own algorithms, um, they're always trying to look for the best content for the for their users. You know, Google, um, Bing, any of these are looking for the best answers for their users because they are also in a battle to keep eyes on them and ad space and everything like that. So they want to present the best thing there. It doesn't matter how big you are. It doesn't matter how much money you're throwing at them, right? If you want to rank on the, you know, on the first page, second page, you know, we want to rank high, whatever it is. You know, everybody's ever looking on the first page. So if you want to rank there, you got to have good content. That's all that matters, right? You got to have good content. You got to have good backlinks. You have have the trust of Google. So we are always poking at the algorithm. We're always altering our own method as well to ensure that uh, the strategies that we're implementing for our clients are the newest ones, um, and that we're we're uh, delivering that. You know, so that's what the newest algorithm hack is. And then the C is, of course, content. Right, content creation, outreach, all that fun stuff. You got to have those blogs, right? You got to have, you know, people think, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll write a blog, you know? Okay, awesome. Go for it, you know? Writing a 700,000, 1200 word uh, article isn't, you know, always uh, the easiest thing. Is people just think, oh, I'm going to bust four out, no problem. I can do it, you know? And if they can, you know, as we say in Hebrew, you know, more power too. I love it. I love it when people bootstrap and do things the best they can, you know, um, you know, but there's a lot of SEO stuff in there. There's a lot of FDA compliance stuff that goes on in there, you know, and then the same thing with emails, right? The email strategy that's going on, the flows, the automated flows that are going on in there. Um, and of course, affiliate marketing, um, you know, the social, uh, social media marketing and the outreach and the engagement going on with that. So that goes and along with the uh, content and all these things, it may seem like, oh, well, Everybody can do that. But we've created a way that uh, that just we plug people into the system, and uh, and it's still you know custom made for everybody. Not everybody needs everything, right? So, and not everybody, and everybody's brand is different. Everybody's voice is different. Everybody's tone is different. Everybody's message is different. Um, so we basically um, you know 
uh, custom make everything for each of our clients um, according to those tools. And we're always altering our own tools as well, adding tools to the toolbox and, uh, and improving our way. So that's basically dank, uh, the dank method in a nutshell. I love that. And did you, so I think a lot of people struggle with, you know, content creation is it, there's a, it's, it's a huge arena, right? There's so many different things. You, you got social content, all this stuff, but when it comes to blogs and, and writing, writing new pieces for your websites, blogs, how, how do you and your team kind of overcome the obstacle of figuring out, okay, we're talking about CBD, how, like, what else can we possibly talk about? Cause like, I would assume after a certain amount of time, most people they're like, yeah, I can do this on my own. And then they do it, they do it, they do it. And then after X amount of time, they're like, I feel like we've exhausted like every single topic under the sun. So like, how do you guys approach that? Cause there's, sure. cause I feel like a lot of people struggle overcoming that challenge. So what are your thoughts on that? And is there some kind of, what's the method to your madness? For sure. No, that's a great point. You know, when we come out with a strategy, right, we are first doing competitor analysis, we're doing keyword analysis, research, all that fun stuff, because um, we want to overtake them, right? We want to see what maybe they're doing and all that fun stuff. But we, what we're looking for is I think people look at, first of all, you know, you look at something like CBD gummies, how the hell are you going to rank for CBD gummies, yeah. right? You know, it's, it's tough, right? It's such a high volume and so much competitiveness. But what word can we put in front of CBD gummies that pertains to her brand, that pertains to her message that people are searching for, that we can get in there and get her on that first page, get her ranking, right? Within a, within a couple months, you know? So we are looking for those openings, right? So it could be instead of CBD gummies, we're looking at wild CBD gummies, right? How can we now rank for wild CBD gummies, you know? So when you start finding these kinds of ins and outs, you know, you're creating topics and what we call topic clusters, right? So we don't just want to hit something one time. We want to hit it multiple times. We want Google to start seeing, hey, these guys are experts on this thing, you know? And we want other people who are, who are also service providers and who also have content to start backlinking to us and we want to be able to reach out to them, right? And say, hey, look at all this content that we have on this thing that you're interested in, that, you're, that your users are interested in, right? And reaching out to them. So I think people get this idea that, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to do one blog on a topic and I'm going to move on it completely, you know? And it's not like that, you know? You have to come out with a few that you don't want to, we, we're never creating the same blog or the same thing. That's not the whole, the whole point. But we're going to create a, a certain number of topics that maybe center around a certain topic, you know, that expand more on a certain topic, so expand more on a keyword that we're hitting certain keywords, right, that are going in there. So it's very strategic, um, you know, almost surgical, like where we're going in, um, you know, with, like I said, those topic clusters, you know, what are these, what, what's our goal, right? Anybody can come out with a blog, anybody can write, you know, and, you know, and people used to just come out with the blog and it would rank because there wasn't that much stuff out there, you know, go back to 2005, 2006, holy crap, you could, you know, you could write about anything. And it was just like, you, you, you're a blogger, you know, and bloggers were making a lot of money and a lot of big bloggers still are, they're killing it, you know, but, um, you know, nowadays you really do have to have Google trust you, you know, before they even start putting you up there. So it builds that trust, it builds those things. And same thing with you doing content with, you know, YouTube content, are you doing social media content? You know, everybody knows that everybody's looking for that one viral video 
you don't know what that viral video is going to be. You know, you don't know what it's going to be. So people think, oh, I'm going to come out the video. Oh, it didn't go viral. They give up. They do it for a little bit and they give up. That's why you have to be consistent. You know, and that's what we talk about too is with the blogs is consistency, you know, consistency on those topics, consistency on the content coming out. So that once again, just like when you're posting on Instagram, you want to have a certain schedule, mm -hmm. a certain time so that the algorithm starts trusting you. Same thing with Google. You know, you want to show them that you are having refreshing content. So that's kind of the, the, uh, the way that we go about business and we do everything, you know, according to every single person's brand tone, once again, you know, and what they, what they're offering is. So it's, it actually comes up, comes pretty easy when you have a wide variety, even though we're talking about, you know, cannabis, we're talking about hemp, we're talking about CBD, we're talking about other cannabinoids, we're talking about terpenes, we're talking about whatever else it is. Everybody's voice is different, you know, no two brands are alike. So that's kind of what we focus on when we develop the content as well. Yeah. And speaking of content too, because I know you, one of the things that I love that you mentioned before is that what good is whatever you're doing, if it's not going to lead to sales and growth and something that has longevity, right? Because anybody could just, you know, turn on a machine for one day and all of a sudden you see a spike in sales, but if that's not sustainable, then what's the point? So one of the things that I think is really interesting, especially as we head into just a, a such a content dominated way of breaking through white noise is what's your take on podcasting? I know you obviously have your own show, uh, dank discussions, but from, from all the episodes that you've done from navigating that vehicle, how much does having your own podcast help contribute to business development and networking and building relationships? Aside from the fact that it's cool, it's fun. You get to, you know, connect with so many different people, but what's your experience been with leveraging a podcast to do biz dev, network, sales, build relationships and strategic alliances and things like that? I'd love to get your take on this. It's the best. It's the best. There would be no Calican if it wasn't for dank discussions. Wow. They are synonymous with each other. You know, they're synonymous. A lot of people don't know about Calican, but they know about dank discussions. You know, a lot of people, you know, and I'm trying to work on that too, right? You know, I'm trying to work on that in terms of, uh, I think that's something that I need to work on as Maynard, you know, um, overcoming my own stuff, whatever going on. But my point is this, is that podcasting, dank discussions is, is, is our, is our life fuel. It's, 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 the, it's the gas that we run on. It's our, it's our lifeblood for sure. No doubt about it. Um, and like you said, you know, I mean, I can't even take credit for it. Right. I mean, uh, my wife Tove, um, she is the engine behind all that. Um, she gets it going. She gets, she finds the guests, she finds the people, everything like that. And, uh, I just get to, you know, look cute and sound good, whatever, <laughs> my best talking to people and learn from them and everything like that. But um, she's the one that does, you know, she's got her own team, does the editing and does the, the write-ups and everything like that. And she used to do all of it herself, you know, and, and now, you know, we've been able to grow where she's not having to do all that stuff. So that's great. Um, but yeah, you know, we've come out with uh, 80 episodes as of this recording and there would be literally zero of them without her. So I want to, you know, give her that credit, you know, but to answer your question, you know, in terms of, you know, biz dev everything goes on yeah it, it's the most important thing for us it's the most important thing um it gets us out there it gets us um exposure um it gets us uh people so many times they come on and they, they book a call for to, to speak with us um about our services and i asked them where do you find us from they said oh the podcast you know 
podcast. Uh, cool. You know, that's awesome. I love to hear that. And, you know, it used to be at the beginning, you know, you got to start somewhere, right? We had zero gas, zero, anything. We'd ask people to be on the podcast and they'd be like, who are you? Why are you? What is this? And, you know, who? And I'd oh, you're going to be one of the first guests. It's going to be great. You know what I mean? And uh, now people are hitting us up and we have to, you know, grateful, right? We have to turn people away. But you're right. It gives us an opportunity to schmooze with people. You know, one of the things that anybody knows, any business owner knows, you know, you can go to a conference and right, there's the cost of this, that, the other thing, but how much are, how much money are you going to make at that conference? You know, how many, how, how much, how many hands are you going to shake, right? Pre-COVID, right? How many, how many business cards are you going to get? How many business cards are you going to give out? You know, how many numbers are you going to get? How many things and, and relationships and experiences, right? It's not just about the conference, it's afterwards, you know, going and, and, uh, and you know, smoking with each other, sharing a drink, whatever else, you know, and being able to, to kind of build those long-term relationships. Well, you know, in 2021, it's 2020, 2021, it's not there, right? right? But this is something where people are excited to be on, people are excited to, to be a part of, and it allows us to, to meet new people, um, in, a, in a new way, in a really intimate and candid way, right? I'm able to talk to people um, about their lives, right? About their backgrounds. Um, and people are really, really excited to do it. Where if I were to just go up to somebody and say, hey, you know what? Uh, uh, tell me about your life. They'd be like, who the hell is this guy hitting me up? You know, or, you know, uh, this, that, the other thing, you know? So it just really allows us to, uh, to, to, develop those amazing relationships and we've been able to develop amazing relationships and friendships with people who are like i said consider mm -hmm. great friends you know great friends that have come from it and that's led to a lot of business as well you know and led to, to clients that i consider great friends you know our clients are hit me up all the time we talk about business and we talk about personal stuff you know we we, we schmooze about things and and it all started you know from the podcast you know just being candid being cool everything going on and uh, people meet us and they refer us or they themselves need the services themselves um, but it also takes consistency you know it takes consistency if i were to start this at the beginning and saw no one coming on or looked at the numbers and said you know what's going on i don't know if i would have continued doing it mm -hmm. you know but uh um, over time, we've seen the growth, and uh, that's been very exciting um, and uh, definitely excited that people give us good feedback as well. So we're always happy to hear that. Yeah, one of the coolest parts about that, too, you mentioned like getting access to certain people. And sometimes I even love it just selfishly for myself because I get to tap into the minds of some people who I know for a fact they would never give me 15 minutes for a cup of coffee just because they're so, you know, so busy and they have so much going on. And I respect that. But if you have a podcast or you have a show like this, you can just kind of tap them on the shoulder and say, you know, hey, listen, I'd love to have you on the show. If you want to, you know, take an opportunity to kind of share what you're working on, please, by any means. Um, and it's cool because you can always sneak a couple really, you know, cool questions in there that you've always wanted to ask them anyways. So, I mean, aside from the biz dev and all that, selfishly, I think it's one of the coolest things just to kind of open up doors and gain access to people who, you know, maybe otherwise you'd have a tough time, you know, getting a coffee or, or sitting down with them for a couple of minutes just to jam out. No doubt. I mean, you took the words right in my mouth. I mean, that's what I tell selfishly, right? I mean, that that's exactly what I tell people, you know, selfishly, I get to learn from the best in the industry, right? I get to learn from people who are sitting down here at, in front of their computer talking to me. 
and sharing their wealth of knowledge. We're like you said, and we're we're also offering them a lot of value, right? We're helping them get out and 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 and, and, it, and it's good. And some people are, you know, and they're taking time out of their busy schedule. We're like you said, if you know, when people say, "Hey, let me pick your brain," yeah. if you ask a consultant to pick their brain, it's like, yeah, you can pick my brain for uh, fifteen hundred dollars. You know what I mean? It's like that's this is my business, right? You know, if I ask somebody who's been doing this and I say, "Hey, you want to be on the podcast?" Guess what? They're going to give over their wealth of knowledge and they're also going to get business out of it. You know what I mean? Now that now people are coming to them and saying, Oh, I didn't know this and that. And they're going to hit them up, you know? So it's, it's so mutually beneficial, but yeah, selfishly it's, I get to learn from the best, you know, you recently came out the podcast of Len May, right? Len May is mm -hmm. the man. May, dude. He's such a great guy and he's doing such amazing things. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times since I've had him on, I've been able to reference things that I learned from him. Yeah. You know, just in that one hour that we had on the podcast, you know, different people on the podcast, right? Being able to reference the things that I've learned from them because I'm just a curious guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a curious guy. And that's why I think discussions works. You know, we don't have like interview questions. I just like conversational discussion, excuse me, you know, wanting to, uh, to learn more. Somebody says something and it piques my interest and I'm going to dig a little bit deeper on that, you know, so um, it, it's been really, really terrific. I've learned so much. I've grown as a Maynard, right? I've grown as a Maynard for sure. Um, in my year and a half now of, uh, of this podcast. Um, and, uh, I mean, I'm just, I, I love it. I, I don't know. I teaches me how much I don't know is really what it does. It teaches me that I don't know shit about anything really, but definitely not about cannabis, you know? So. Yeah. And so, now that you're kind of going through and like it, it's a, it's a never ending thing, especially with the podcast, because there's always going to be somebody else who you're like, whoa, I had no idea that there was an expert on whatever, whatever. Or all of a sudden you start getting interested in a whole nother vertical and you're like, wait a second, who's the expert? I want to learn from them. So with every with everybody you've met, all the relationships you've made, everything you've, you've gone through with Calcan, if you had to just look back in time and give a younger Maynard a piece of advice, or maybe it's, you know, two or three golden nuggets. What, what would that advice be? Or what would those, those words of wisdom be? You know, I mean, I'm really uh, grateful for the process, you know, so this isn't even like a cop out or anything like that. I would tell them, do keep doing what you're doing. Don't give up. Keep, keep going, fail, get your ass kicked. And just keep going, man. Like, just keep going. And that's what I tell myself now as well, you know, and we're, you know, still have a long way to go, no doubt about it. You know, have a lot, a lot, a lot of huge goals and then that's vision and everything like that. But I guess I would tell them, you know what, Maynard, you're doing, you're doing good. You're doing, don't be hard on yourself. Don't beat yourself up. You are killing it, dude. You're killing it. Without this, you're not going to be where you are later on, you know, and uh, you just need to continue on, on your path and, adjusting that path and optimizing and you know your efficiency and everything like that but right now you're perfect just the way that you are you know and you're going to see a year from now how much you grow you're going to see how much you grow five years from now and you're going to be really happy and you're going to be able to look back and you say wow holy shit we've done a lot of stuff so that's what i would tell him is uh keep going you're doing great that's awesome i love that i love that mentality of just like just wait till five years from now, like just wait until you can look back and just see what, what you're going to be able to create. Cause in the moment, it never seems, it never seems like you're going anywhere. But then when all of a sudden you just take a moment to pause and look back, you're like, I did that. 
So that's, that's awesome advice. I love that. Um, and so Maynard, if people want to reach out to you and connect with you, whether it's just, you know, on just a personal tip or, um, or Calican related or, or anything else that you're involved in, what's the best way for them to reach out to you and connect with you? For sure. You know, I'm a very active on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is probably the best way to hit me up. Um, I'm always open to reaching out, you know, make sure if you do send a, uh, you know, a connection request and like that, tell me where you came from. Tell me how you, how you heard about me, anything like that. You know, we get a lot of, uh, as you know, LinkedIn is a, is a whole nother game, right? You know what I mean? So sometimes, uh, you know, you get a lot of, uh, you know, people in your inbox and spammy kind of things, you know? So I always want to, uh, to give, uh, extra attention to people who who um, who take the extra time to mm-hmm. let me know where they came from. Right? Link, LinkedIn's a great place um, for me, um, you know, really. So, and you can always uh, hit me up too, um, Maynard at Calican.com. Um, you know, don't put it on any list though. I don't like being on the list. You know what I mean? I was, I'm all in the, listen, I, I love the game. You know what I mean? Don't, don't hate the player, hate the game. You know what I mean? So uh, don't mind that people, put you on spam list and all that stuff, but it's uh, not the way that we go about things. Not really what I like, but yeah, hit me up, man. Normal guy. You know, you, uh, if you want to get a little bit more uh, personal stuff, you know, uh, Maynard Breslow at Instagram on my Instagram, right? Maynard Breslow, um, follow uh, the journey dank discussions uh, on Instagram, dank podcast. Um, uh, and uh, definitely, you know, you can find our podcast. It's everywhere um calican.com slash dank discussions podcast um but you know we're on every single platform you can find and if we're not on the platform that you like hit me up and let me know that that we're not on the platform that you like and we'll adjust that for sure but uh super uh, uh love talking to people love meeting people if you want to be on the show hit me up as well um and we'll have mike here on the show pretty soon as well and uh and uh, super excited to uh, to uh, to grow with everybody yeah, no, I'm super excited to uh, to come on the show and take you up on that offer. So you guys will definitely see a, a cool collaboration coming up sometime in the near future. Maynard, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day today. Um, means so much. And I just really appreciate you, your time and everything that you guys are doing for the whole cannabis industry. Thank you. Thank you. Mike, I appreciate you too, man. You know, I got to say, um, you know, we connected and uh, to me, everything's about integrity and I'm always, you know, as we know in the industry, I'm a little bit protective about, you know, who's in the industry, why are they in the industry, that kind of stuff. And I just want to, you know, you know, it's uh, I love what you guys are doing as well. I love uh, the integrity that you bring to the business, the integrity that you bring to this. So anybody, you know, uh, needs Mike services, hit up Mike Major and uh, and you guys uh, do do great things for sure. So I appreciate you as well, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, brother. That means more to me than you know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this episode of The Major Journey. We will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil 
to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.